Hello once again, everybody. Thank you for joining me in the Betters Box, bangthebook.com's KBO betting podcast for Thursday, June 11th. I'm your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the Betters Box presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the Sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. Daily KBO articles still going up every day over at bangthebook.com. Not giving out any picks for the time being because, quite fl- quite frankly, the picks have not worked out at all whatsoever. Just giving you some statistical breakdowns of the games, looking at the starting pitchers, some of the advanced metrics, all that type of stuff. Didn't want anyone to feel obligated to play any of the selections that were in that article because, like I said, they've been pretty bad. So even though I'm putting in the time putting in the effort, putting in the research, the results aren't there. So I will give you the information and let you decide for yourself what you want to do here for the next little while in the KBO. Got a preview up of this weekend's UFC Fight Night card. Main event, Jessica I, Cynthia Calvillo. That's uh, at the UFC Apex once again in Las Vegas. You can check out that preview. Had the race at Martinsville last night. Good call by our friend Brian Blessing here on Bang the Book Radio, who liked Martin Truex Jr. in that race. He gets the win. We keep doing NASCAR previews over at bangthebook.com. We'll have a look at the Xfinity Series for this weekend, as well as the Cup Series, both of those races at Homestead, Miami. And here on a Thursday morning, golf underway at the Charles Schwab Challenge. We'll be doing golf previews and a list of DFS value picks uh, every week at bangthebook.com for these golf tournaments. And again, we talk golf on Tuesdays with Brian Blessing, so some price plays that we talked about, and then also some guys that maybe you want to take a look at as this tournament's going on here Friday night on into the weekend. Uh, obviously, you know, we're still waiting for a lot of sports to come back. I'm just kind of biding my time getting ready to do some college football and some more NFL stuff. Don't want to dive headfirst into everything, and then all of a sudden, you know, things get shut down or something like that. Don't really want to put forth all that effort like I did with the MLB betting guide. Uh, just for things to kind of get wiped off the page here. So still biding my time here with college football and the NFL. Did a piece earlier in the week taking a look at some Stanley Cup futures odds. We'll be doing some more stuff with the NHL and the NBA. The NBA with a target date set of July 31st. NHL, they're trying to start training camp July 10th. So things may be kind of getting back to normal a little bit here. At least that would be the hope. And hopefully things will start getting back to normal over at bangthebook.com as well. And if I could here real quickly, I know I mentioned DSI Sportsbook at the top of every show. We got sportsbook reviews of a lot of different places over at bangthebook.com. You want to be set up and you want to be ready to go when these sports come back. But also there are things to be betting on out there. You can still be betting UFC, NASCAR, KBO, a lot of the soccer leagues getting going here. La Liga starts today. English Premier League starts next week. A lot of stuff going on internationally in the soccer world. You can bet on that at all these offshore sports books as well. So if you sign up through us, you will get an exclusive deposit bonus. You'll be helping out the site as well. So if you have the chance to do that, if you're looking to get set up with a new sports book or two for what's going to be a very busy four, five-month period here from August to December with golf majors, NBA, NHL, hopefully Major League Baseball, uh, you know, obviously you've got a lot of stuff for UFC, NASCAR, college football, and the NFL, all that. You get a chance, head on over to bangthebook.com. 
check out those sportsbook reviews and also see what we have to offer uh, with our partnership deals with those places. All right, so we just look at beyond the box score here, and then we'll take a look at the weekend, preview some of those series coming up. And, you know, when we look at foreign players, we talked a lot about this heading into the KBO season. Things have played out pretty much as expected. Foreign pitcher ERA as a collective unit, about a full run better than the league ERA as a whole. Foreign pitchers are still doing very well, maybe even better when you consider that the baseball has been rejuiced a little bit. So those pitchers definitely still going to get those inflated prices out there in the marketplace, and deservedly so. A lot of these guys obviously have been very good, but they have run into some situations where their bullpens have blown games for them. So maybe you start looking at the first five route with a lot more of these teams, stuff like that. And again, with a lot more interest in the KBO here, the books have gotten more creative with team totals, first fives. Uh, some places have alternate run lines, all that kind of thing. So there are a lot of ways to try and you know enhance your investments here in the KBO. So something you may want to take a look at, especially when those foreign pitchers are on the mound. Also the foreign hitters going into Thursday's games, batting 308 with a 382 on base, 552 slugging percentage, about 20% better in the batting average department than the domestic players here in the KBO. So foreign hitters doing very well, foreign pitchers doing very well, as you would expect here. We got a lot of foreign pitchers on the injured list right now. As some of those guys get back as this season goes along, something you want to keep in mind is that these foreign pitchers have been doing very, very well on the whole. Want to take a quick look here at some updated Pythagorean win-loss numbers. Again, you can try to find some opportunities to be on or against teams here looking for some positive or negative regression to the mean. And as we look around the KBO as a whole, there really aren't a whole lot of outliers in terms of actual record and Pythagorean win-loss record. Now, there are a couple, and I'll highlight them here as I run through these Pythagorean win-loss records. NC is at the top of the league at 25-7. and They are plus 93 in run differential. That is far and away the best in the KBO. It's better than double the next team in run differential, which is the LG Twins at plus 42. But for NC here, their Pythagorean win-loss win percentage, 742. So they're about a 23.7 and 8.3 team right now with Pythagorean win-loss. They're 25 and 7 overall. So... They've overachieved by a game or so, and we see that with their record in one-run games and, you know, obviously with having the best run differential in the KBO by far. They've overachieved a little bit. Like, they will come back to the pack some as this season goes along. But for right now, with that series win over Doosan, they are five games clear in first place over the Doosan Bears and the LG Twins. Speaking of Doosan... This is one of the biggest overachievers here by Pythagorean win-loss in the KBO this season. Doosan is 20-12, and 12, but they're only plus three in run differential. That's a 508 win percentage by Pythagorean win-loss. And when you look at them, that puts them at more like 16.2 and 15.8. So Doosan is about a four-win overachiever right now based on Pythagorean win-loss win percentage. What does that mean? Well, a lot of it has to do with the fact that they've been so good offensively on the road. A lot of that also has to do with the fact that at home, their pitching staff hasn't been very good. The offense, as we know, not as good there in Seoul at Jamsil Stadium. 
but the pitching staff really hasn't been a whole lot better at home. So that's why they're 20 and 12 with a plus three run differential. They're outscoring teams, particularly on the road. They've done a very good job of really outscoring the opposition away from home. So with Doosan here, it's kind of tough because they're just a dramatically different team on the road versus at home. So that leaks into their Pythagorean win-loss numbers, leaks into their run differential, all that kind of thing. Also, early on in the year, their bullpen was just completely atrocious. They've been better here of late. The starting staff is still not very good. I'm still not a believer in a guy like Raul Alcantara. So I think with Doosan, they're going to have to continue outscoring teams to win. They had a little bit of a lull offensively. Now they've picked it back up some. But they are an overachiever by Pythagorean win-loss. So I don't know what this necessarily means long-term. Again, we are dealing with some relatively small sample sizes here. But Doosan has overachieved. And I think that when you look at this team, maybe you can find opportunities to fade them at home where we know it's going to be harder for them to outscore the teams that they're playing simply because their offense isn't nearly as good when they're in that home ballpark with a pretty poor park factor. So Doosan is one of the two main outliers here in the KBO in Pythagorean win-loss because they've got that plus three run differential and they do have such dramatic home and road splits. Now, LG, the team that shares the ballpark in Seoul with Doosan, they are also 20-12, and 12, but they are plus 42 in run differential, 627 Pythagorean win-loss win percentage, which actually puts them right where they are at 20-12. and 12. So LG, this is their true performance level. And I do think, and I mentioned this before, I do think that LG's starting rotation is a lot better than it has performed thus far. To me, NC is the best team in the league. LG is the second best team in the league. And that may catch some people by surprise, given what we know about Doosan and their offense and and all that type of thing. But LG has been better at home offensively than Doosan. Hasn't been as good on the road, but they've still been very good in that department. And, of course, Stu LG with the best bullpen in this league. So, LG, if I was to power rate the KBO teams, LG would be number two. And, in fact, Kiwum, who's 18 and 15 right now, they're plus 25 in run differential. They may very well be the third best team for me. They've got a 572 Pythagorean win-loss win percentage. That puts them at 189 and 14.1 so they've underachieved by a game at this point in time they should be more like a 19 and 14 team but I do think they're probably the third best team in this league and I do like their starting rotation they've got probably the second best bullpen maybe the third best bullpen in the KBO I think their offense is pretty good too and I will talk about this a little bit later in the show but Byung-Ho Park is still struggling and when he gets it going, he will dramatically change the outlook for this Kiwoom offense. So NC is number one. LG is number two. I think Kiwoom is probably the third best team here in the KBO, and I would probably have Doosan fourth. So take that for what it's worth, but I do think that LG is a team that can get a little bit better. I think NC will come back to the pack a little bit, and I think Doosan is a very scary team to me right now. Lee Young-ha still not pitching well. Uh, Lee Young-chan, he's out with Tommy John surgery. I'm not a big believer in Alcantara. Don't like this Doosan rotation at all. If this offense slacks off to any degree, they will struggle. 
I think Doosan, probably the fourth best team, in my estimation here, in the KBO right now. The lot the Giants, they've rattled off six in a row. They're now 17 and 15. They're minus eight in run differential. So they should be more like a 15 and 17 team based on their run differential. They are 17 and 15 right now. Really tale of two seasons for them already. They started out very, very good, struggled in the middle. Now they've gotten better here over this last week, week and a half. So just ups and downs, young team, that will happen. A team that is very invested in sabermetrics. I would expect them to get a little bit better as the season goes along here, as they do some more things developmentally, as some of these sabermetric concepts kind of take hold a little bit. But again, for right now, they are a little bit of an overachiever. But again, that six-game winning streak that they're on, kind of skewing that a little bit at this point in time. The Kia Tigers... They're 17 and 16 with a plus 12 run differential, 537 their Pythagorean win loss win percentage, about 17 and 7 and 17.7 and 15.3 for their record. So maybe underachieving by a game or so, but again, a team with very dramatic home road splits that's kind of playing into this equation a little bit as well. Samsung, they're 15 and 18 minus 9 in run differential. 472 Pythagorean win-loss win percentage. That puts them at 15.6 and 17.4. So they're basically right on par pretty much with where they should be at this point in time. The other big outlier here in the KBO is the KT Wiz. They are 12 and 20 on the season now. They've hit the skids here of late. They're only minus seven in run differential. So they had some big blowouts early on in the year, but they also lost a lot of one-run games when their bullpen was just incomplete shambles. They have a 482 Pythagorean win-loss win percentage, and I probably should have mentioned this at the top, but Pythagorean win-loss is based on run differential. So at minus 7, that implies a 482 Pythagorean win-loss win percentage, which is 15.4 and 16.6. So KT right now an underachiever by about three or three and a half games. So this is a team that I do think, again, should be a little bit better, should get a little bit better as the season goes along. Maybe the offensive breakout on Thursday is what they needed to see. But KT is an underachiever at this point in time. So the big overachiever right now is Doosan by about four games. KT is the big underachiever by about three, three and a half games. So maybe those are a couple of teams that you want to have on your radar with Doosan as a little bit of a fade team and KT as a little bit of a buy team. SK, they're 11 and 21, minus 40 in run differential. They're about where they should be. They should be about a 12 and 20 team. That's pretty much where they are at this point in time. And then, of course, the Hanwha Eagles, the worst team in the KBO, 7 and 26, now minus 111 in run differential. They've lost 16 in a row. Uh, actually, 17 in a row now. I think it's 17 in a row. 191. Their Pythagorean win-loss win percentage, that puts them at about 6 and 27. So pretty much right where they are. So again, just kind of looking at this, using this as a little bit of a guide to see who has overachieved, who has underachieved. Doosan has overachieved. KT has underachieved. And I think LG, the second best team in the KBO, then Kiwoom, and then Doosan. At least if I was to kind of stack rank these teams a little bit here in the KBO. Real quick bullpen update for those that don't look at my bullpen report spreadsheet, which is in the Daily KBO article every day over at bangthebook.com. 
Doosan, 664 ERA, 169 whip. Hanwha, now with the most innings pitched among bullpens in the KBO, 652 ERA, 168 whip. Kia, 528 ERA, 153 whip. Kiwum, 452 ERA, but a 131 whip. So I would expect them to get a little bit better here as things move forward. KT with a 729 ERA and a 183 whip. LG, the best bullpen in the league, 372 ERA, 126 whip for them. Lotta, 473 ERA, 133 whip. Probably the second or third best bullpen here in this league right there, step-by-step with Kiwum. NC, 535 ERA, 159 whip. This is the worst part of that NC ball club, and they did not have a great series against Doosan. Samsung, 450 ERA, 147 whip. And they just added Seung-Hwan Oh, who came back from a gambling suspension. That should elevate their bullpen a little bit. Probably the fourth best bullpen in the KBO, belonging to Samsung. And then finally, SK with a 493 ERA and a 151 whip. Adam at bangthebook.com to get the notes for the show. I believe I forgot to send out Mondays. I apologize for that. I'll go ahead and throw those uh, with the email here today. But Adam at bangthebook.com for the show notes or skatingtripods at gmail.com. All right, so we take a look here at the series that just wrapped up. LG, they sweep the doubleheader on Thursday, wind up taking that series from SK. And, you know, we talk about this a lot. Doosan and LG sharing Jamsil Stadium. LG with only 10 runs in the three games in this series, but they were able to hold SK to only nine runs in the three games in this series. LG now down to 5.3 runs per game at home. Like they're 6.5, 6.7, something like that on the road. 13 home runs at home, 22 home runs on the road. So LG kind of playing the part there in Seoul at Jamsil Stadium, but the pitching carries them to a series victory here. SK falls to 4-13 and 13 on the road, and that's not necessarily a crowd factor or a travel factor or anything like that. It's really a park factor thing. You know, the SK offense just isn't very good. And even in these low offensive environments, like at LG or at Doosan, SK, you know, still, they're, they're not able to score runs. They're not able to outscore the opposition enough, but they're getting very good pitching, very good starting pitching in particular. Lee Gian Wook, five solid innings for him in the first game. That was the game that SK won. Ricardo Pinto only walked one in game one of the doubleheader. That's a great sign going forward. Kim Tae-hoon, however, in game two, walked five. And that was the problem because he only gave up three hits in that start. So for Kim Tae-hoon, walks have been an issue. He's still carrying that low BABIP. And I don't think it's sustainable for him. Remember BABIP batting average on balls in play. He's down in like the 220 range. That's not sustainable in this league or really in any league unless you're an elite level talent. And he is not. He's a good pitcher, but he's not elite level by any means. If this walk thing continues and the BABIP starts to normalize, he's going to have some really bad starts strung together. So Kim Tae-hoon is more of a fade guy for me for SK right now than he is a buy guy, to say the least. Another good start here for Lee Min-ho of LG. Seven really good innings in game one of this doubleheader. He's 18, but he looks like I mean, he looks the part right now. Looks very, very good. 
Love this LG rotation long-term with Lee Min-ho stepping up. Lim Chan Yu, a little bit of positive regression for him in game two. Casey Kelly was great in game one. They've got Tyler Wilson, of course. I really like this LG ball club a lot. There's not a lot of futures value on them. I think they're in the six to one range or so right now to win the KBO. Not a lot of futures value there, but I do think day in and day out, there's some value on this team because I think offensively, they're quite good. The bullpen is great. And I really like this starting rotation. So LG, definitely a team I would try to back more than fade here if you're still out there betting the KBO. A little bit of bullpen shuffling going on here for LG, though. Closer Lee Sang-Yu. A couple of bad outings in a row, and then in the second game of the doubleheader, actually pitched, I believe, in the sixth or seventh. I, I think it was actually the sixth inning here. So trying to get him right in a little bit of a lower leverage spot. Gave up two hits, hit a guy, didn't give up any runs in his two-thirds of an inning, but still had some issues. That's worrisome for LG, but it seems like they've got pretty good bullpen depth. But just keep that in mind. They're shuffling the bullpen a little bit. And when you change those defined roles, it can upset the apple cart a little bit. So LG, we have seen their bullpen ERA on the rise a little bit. That's not necessarily surprising. But that could be a thing. So they may have to outscore the opposition a little bit here. uh, But they should have a lot of leads with what I believe is a very, very good starting rotation. The Lata Giants, they swept the Hanwha Eagles. Six wins in a row for Lata. Good for them. 17 losses in a row for Hanwha. Not so good for them. But the Giants are back up over 500 now. And they beat Hanwha 26-5 to over these three games. They knocked around Warwick Sopold. Seven runs on 13 hits for him in game one. Kim Min-Woo, Jang Min-Jae, they combined to get only 14 outs for Hanwha. So each guy only going two and a third They're taxing the bullpen. They're just a very, very bad baseball team right now. In fact, you you look at the game on Thursday, and Hanwha had the bases loaded in the first, the second, and the fourth. Didn't score in any of those innings. And the rest of the way, over the final five innings, they had a walk and a single, and that was it. And I I don't know. I guess this is the bottom for this team. I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know what they can do. Aside from, you know, bringing up more minor leaguers and hoping for the best, but they're not getting any starting pitching. They haven't gotten any bullpen work all season long. The offense is bad. I mentioned coming into the season that the offense was bad. Very low slugging percentage team. Not good with the new run environment or the renewed run environment in the KBO. They're going to win at some point, and it's probably going to be a sophomore start, but what a mess. And, and the tough thing about it here is that you know, it was very hard to lay big prices with the Giants. I mean, again, this is a team that played very well over the first week and a half of the season and then totally hit the skids and wound up being, you know, down near last place. Now they're back up over 500, a good series from a run differential standpoint for them being plus 21 in that department. But I think this may be what we get from the lot, the Giants over the course of the season. I think they will be a streaky team. They're a pretty young team. And young teams are often streaky. You know, they win some low-scoring games against KT. Now they beat up on Hanwha. Positive feelings, positive vibes, those kind of roll into each other. But when they hit the skids, when they lose a couple of games in a row, they may rattle off four, five, six losses in a row. That's just how young teams are. 
So they're inconsistent, and their pitching is inconsistent in the starting rotation behind Dan Straley. Look, Adrian Sampson still trying to figure this out. A very tough emotional time for him, to say the least. Gave up three runs, gave up 11 base runners in six and two-thirds. A step in the right direction for Adrian Sampson. But again, it came against a Hanwha team that is just the bottom of the barrel right now. So Lata will probably continue to be like this. They'll win four or five in a row. They'll lose four or five in a row. And you're going to want to try and pick up on these streaks as they get started and look to fade or follow. I think that's pretty much the way that you have to start looking at this Hanwha team here right now. One other thing, or excuse me, this Lata team right now. One of the the other things about Lata here, plus 10 in run differential at home, rattling off 6-0 here. Uh, Of course, you know, plus 21 in run differential in this series. But on the road, they're minus 18 in run differential, and they've only scored 57 runs in 15 games. That's 3.8 runs per game. And as I was looking through, I'm trying to come up with some park factor stuff from a total standpoint here a little bit. As I was looking through, Busan, which is where the Lata home stadium is, has actually had a very high park factor over the last few years. So I think this this Giants ballpark is actually pretty good for offense. So they could end up being one of these teams with these substantial home road splits on the offensive side of things. So keep an eye out for that. Maybe Lata, as their offense gets going or when they face bad pitching staffs, is a good team to back at home. But on the road to this point, they've scored less than four runs per game. So we'll have to see if this is a developing trend going forward. But that is something I'm keeping a close eye on here with this lot, the Giants team. The KT offense finally woke up and they salvaged the last game in their series against Kia. 13 runs on 16 hits for KT in that final game. They had scored eight runs over their previous five games and 13 runs over their previous six. So they really did break out here. Made some lineup changes. Beige Young Day and Joe Joe Young Ho, they wound up being the first and second batters in the lineup for them on Thursday. Maybe they found something here. But in this series, a good road showing for Kia. 20-run runs, seven runs per game. They had scored about three and a half runs per game on the road prior to this series. So they finally got into a decent road hitters ballpark, had some success, There were six total home runs in Thursday's game. Ten runs and five innings for Kia in the middle game. So good for them. Good to see their offense break out a little bit on the road. Also good to see this KT offense kind of wake up from its slumber a little bit on Thursday. I said this should be a higher scoring series. It pretty much played out that way. Uh, Obviously, the total in the middle game taken out of the equation with the rain-shortened five-inning contest. But... You know, Kia, again, on the road, in a great hitter's park, like KT, like potentially Samsung, could be a good spot for them. But again, offensively, they have been much, much better at home than they have been on the road. A couple of injury notes coming out of this series here. Kim Min for KT. He walked five in the middle game, gave up eight runs on just two hits, and neither one of the hits were home runs. So gave up eight runs, though. He went for an MRI. I don't know what the results are. We'll see what those look like. But KT probably going to be be missing him from the rotation for a little while. And also for Kia, Kim Sun Bin, their leadoff hitter and their second baseman out with a hamstring issue. We'll see how long that kind of winds up lingering for him. 
NC takes two out of three from Doosan. They widen their lead in the KBO to five games. Two of NC's seven losses have been against Doosan, and they've won both of those series. Doosan actually, though, outscored NC 22-20 to in this series, but they came up on the short end, had the blowout win in the middle game, won that one by eight. They outscore NC in the series, still lose the series here, though. And, you know, look, Doosan scored 22 runs. They kept going on the road, as they have all year long. But some big concerns coming out of this series, and the biggest one is that Lee Young-Ha pitched terribly again. Seven earned on 14 hits and five and two-thirds in the final game here. Raul Alcantara was surprisingly good. I was very surprised to see that start from him. Uh, but Chris Flexen missing a start for Doosan now with a nagging injury. Doosan's got some pitching concerns. Lee Young-Ha has not pitched well. Lee Young-Chan out for the year. Alcantara, I don't believe in that command profile. Flexen's banged up now. And a lot of the foreign pitchers do appear to be banged up, whether they're actually out hurt or just making some bad starts. Maybe the lack of, you know, a traditional spring training kind of catching up with them a little bit could be a problem here for Doosan with Flexen. Something to watch as we go forward here. On the plus side, you know, the Doosan bullpen gave up six runs in five innings in game one. Scoreless appearances in the other two games, that's a positive. Their bullpen's been going pretty well here. But again, we know what Doosan is. They score a lot of runs on the road. They don't at home. And they don't pitch well. And they didn't pitch well enough to win this series despite scoring 22 runs. And that's my primary takeaway from this series. And also from what I mentioned at the top of the show about their Pythagorean win-loss, Doosan's going to lose some high-scoring games. And they already have done that in some of their matchups so far. But I think this is a trend that will continue for them. NC, still some bullpen problems for them. Their bullpen did not pitch well in the middle game of this series. Had some issues throughout the three games. And Mike Wright, you know, Mike Wright, five innings, gave up two runs. Okay, that's fine. But 102 pitches in five innings once again. At some point, this will catch up with him. He's working a lot of long innings, 20-pitch innings, stuff like that. The NC bullpen is not good. Hopefully, Mike Wright stays healthy, but this is a disturbing trend that I'm seeing here with him, where it's taking him 100 pitches to get 15 outs, and that puts a lot of strain on a pretty marginal NC bullpen. And also, too, like I mentioned, these foreign pitchers with these inflated lines. Mike Wright is a five-and-fly guy right now for NC which means you're going to need probably 12 outs from that bullpen. And that could be a difficult thing to get. So maybe Mike Wright is the guy you fade a little bit here for NC with some of those inflated prices and with a team that could be coming back to earth a little bit. Finally, one more series to recap here, Samsung and Kiwum. And, you know, a good series win for Samsung here. Wante in was not sharp in game one, walked five. That's a rarity for him. If he doesn't do that, maybe this series goes a little different for Samsung. Maybe they pull off that sweep over Kiwoom. But still, you know, a very big offensive effort against Choi Wante for the series win in the finale. They hit three home runs there. Samsung pitched well at home. You got to give them credit for that. Only nine runs for Kiwoom in this series. And again, Park Byung-ho, 23 hits and 113 at-bats, only one double Six home runs, 44 strikeouts, and 136 plate appearances. 
He'll hit eventually, but right now, he's really dragging down the middle of this Kiwoom offense. When he does hit, I like this Kiwoom team a lot, and he will at some point in time. But he didn't hit in this series. Hasn't hit a lot overall. That's why Kiwoom right now, only three games over 500 at this point in time. One thing to watch for Samsung here, Tyler Saladino, who's been actually hitting very, very well over the last two, two and a half weeks, he got hit twice by pitches in Thursday's game, stole a base in the fifth, and then wound up not coming out defensively in the sixth. So keep an eye out for that, where Tyler Saladino maybe banged up, maybe doesn't play on Friday. That would really hurt this Samsung offense because they don't have a whole lot of pieces to begin with. They did hit four home runs in this series, 22 home runs in 18 games at home, eight home runs in 15 games on the road, and they are at home this weekend against KT, so that could end up being a pretty offense-heavy series for both sides. And as we look ahead here at the weekend, Kia takes on SK, KT is at Samsung, Lata's at LG, Doosan at Hanwa, and then Kiwum at NC. Kia and SK, and I'm looking for a low-scoring series here. SK, maybe their two best starting pitchers, Park Jong-Hoon and Moon Sung-Wan, they didn't pitch in this last series. So they will pitch in this one against a Kia offense that just has not hit on the road most of this season. And even scoring seven runs per game at KT in that series, Kia still under four runs per game on the road this season. And the SK offense, only 3.9 runs per game at home for them. And in this series, they're going to get Drew Gagneau. And I believe on Sunday, they'll get Yang Hyun Jong. Maybe the best domestic, most accomplished anyway, domestic starting pitcher. So I like the pitching matchups in this series. You got a Kia pen that I think is in line for positive regression. You have an SK pen that I think is pretty average overall. I think this is a low-scoring series. I think the totals will be reflective of that. I think we get nines and nine and a halves in this series. If you get anything in double digits, you got to look at the under here in this one. Because again, Kia has problems on the road. Yeah, they scored some runs at KT, but that's the best offensive park in the KBO this year. Now they go to SK, not a great offensive park at all whatsoever. I think this is a low-scoring series here between Kia and SK. KT and Samsung, and, you know, like I said, I'm I'm expecting some runs here in this series. Obviously, the ballpark, the Samsung Lions Park in Daegu, is a good hitter's park, particularly for home run hitting. KT with some home runs on Thursday. Got the lineup back together now with all their guys healthy. Could see some runs in this series for sure. Odrissimer Despagne, I believe, gets the start here on Friday. He's not pitched well his last two outings. We'll see if he's able to right the ship here against Samsung. Bae J. Seong, as we know, has those negative regression signs, high left on base percentage, higher FIP than his ERA. Worry a little bit about him going to Samsung. Although Samsung, a team that doesn't make a lot of quality contact. So maybe Bay is able to hold off a little bit here. We'll have to see what that total and what that price looks like. Once again, make sure you check on the status of Tyler Saladino for Samsung. Maybe you fade David Buchanan here. Buchanan's had two bad starts, three really good starts for Samsung thus far. But I think KT at home is a tough spot for Buchanan. And also the Samsung pen 
with a pretty good edge here. They've got Osung Wan back now. Uh, he's kind of pitching in some lower leverage spots. He'll eventually get moved into high leverage. But Samsung has a pretty decent bullpen. KT does not. Something for you to keep in mind here in this series. Lata and LG. And, you know, once again, I just I, I don't know what we're going to get from the Giants day in and day out. They do ride a six-game winning streak into this one. But they're not a great offensive team overall. And now they go to Seoul. They go to Jamsil Stadium where offense is suppressed. They'll get Tyler Wilson. They'll get Casey Kelly. They'll get Cha Wu Chan in this series. Those are three tough matchups for the Lotta Giants offense. Dan Straley will go in this series for Lotta. Also, Park Say Wong. He's pitched a little bit better in his last two outings. Could be an under series here, I think, in Seoul. Now, the bad Lotta offense will depress the totals a little bit here, along with the pitching matchups. So, you're going to get some eight and a halfs and some nines in this series, but I do think it will be a lower scoring series. And I do think that maybe if you want to go the derivative route, lot the team totals, the prop route, maybe those are going to be better for you here in this series. Tucson is at Hanwa, and uh, I uh, I don't think this goes a whole lot better for the Hanwa Eagles. Hanwa has not scored at home. They are not. They've scored, I think, under three runs per game at home. They've only hit three home runs at home. However, the opposition has had no problem scoring. 6.7 runs per game against Hanwha pitching in Hanwha's home ballpark in Dejian Hanbat. They've given up 24 home runs in their home games as well. So Doosan comes to town. Doosan is probably going to hit. I do wonder, though, if this is maybe a chance for the Hanwha offense to get something going here. I'm going to fade Yu Hui Kwan if I'm betting this series. I think that, you know, he's a guy we can fade on the road. Hanwha, again, offensively, they're not great, but Yu Hui Kwan allows a lot of hits. Something will eventually break the dam for Hanwha here where they're able to score. Something has to happen at some point. So, Looking for some overs in this series. Maybe Warwick Sopold pitches well enough to get Hanwa the win. I don't know. Doosan should hit. Maybe Hanwa hits a little bit better than they have of late. Looking kind of at some overs here in this series. That road over trend for Doosan, though, will inflate these totals a little bit. Finally, last series to talk about here. We'll save the best for last. Kiwoom and NC. It is Kuchang Mo Day on Friday. I'm sure he will pitch well again, as he always does. Kiwoom is 8-10 and 10 on the road, but they are plus 13 in run differential. So maybe a little bit of a positive regression candidate here. I believe that NC will avoid Eric Jokic in this series. So that helps them. They'll avoid Choi Wante. So NC's offense should be in pretty good shape here. They'll get Triple H, uh, Han Hyun Hee. They'll get Lee Sung Ho. Then also Joe Young Gun in all likelihood in this series. And Kiwoom, after Kuchang Mo, will get the back of the NC rotation. So maybe we get some runs here in this series. I will say, though, Kiwoom has a big bullpen advantage here. So if you get some inflated NC prices, and that probably will be the case, there could be some value on Kiwoom because, again, in the late innings, I think they have the advantage. It all depends on how many runs their pitchers give up, how big of a lead NC has. But Kiwum is a pretty good team all around. Again, I think they're the third best team in the KBO behind LG and NC. If the prices are too big here, 
outside of the Kuchang Mo game, Kiwum could have some value. So that may be the way that you want to look here in this series. Once again, Adam at Banglebook.com for the show notes, skatingtripods at gmail.com. After the weekend, we'll do the Monday mailbag on the next edition of the Betters Box. So if you've got questions for that, please send those in at Skating Tripods on Twitter, skatingtripods at gmail.com, Adam at bangthebook.com. All the ways you can get in touch with me. I'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box.